Hello, everybody. My name is Ollie Hill, for those who don't know me. And I serve on the PCC here and sometimes do the sound desk. So I know I'm now on the receiving end of the sound desk. I now know what it's like to be, uh, to be looked after. Um, and together with my wife, Annabelle, and our five girls, we have been worshipping at Turnham Green for about nine years now, um, which is, seems amazing. And we've just chosen to come over here to St. Albans for the last few months. So I know a few of you, but I don't know everybody. So welcome, and it's, it's a great privilege to be here today. And this is my first talk here at um, church. Maybe it's my last, but it's certainly the last before the summer break, um, because this is the last time that we meet here at St. Albans before the building work starts on the chapel, the prayer chapel, which is very exciting. And this is the last in a talk uh, on a series of psalms. So members of the congregations have been choosing their favorite psalms and sharing with each other what it means to them. So uh, it's been a really exciting journey. I think we've heard about what the psalms are. There are a whole diverse collection of songs and poems about God and his people. Um, and there have been lessons about praising God through the times, good times and bad, depending on God's strengths and not on our own. And today's psalm, which was so beautifully read by Sophie, thank you very much, is um, it's, it's from a collection of 15 psalms called the Songs of Ascents. And essentially these were songs sung by pilgrims on their road trip through the dangerous Judean hills. Um, on their way to celebrate the annual feast days in Jerusalem. Um, so it's, it's the second of those. And they called the Psalms of the Ascent not only because people were going up to Jerusalem, but also because the Psalms themselves lead us upwards to God in our own personal walk with the Lord. And this particular Psalm, why have I chosen it? Well, it's been speaking to me recently, and I wanted to share a bit more about my journey. So with my glamorous assistant, Poppy, my eldest, uh, second eldest daughter, thank you very much. I need the clicker, actually. Hang on a second, because I've got a few pictures to show you. Um, who loves mountains? That's everybody. Fantastic. I'm in the right place. Well, I love mountains. Um, I love skiing. I just think it's the most beautiful thing when you're up in the mountains, because you see wonderful locations. Um, and some of you know that I like cycling, too. And I like cycling up mountains, which is slightly masochistic, but it's because the really hard work makes it so worthwhile when you're at the top seeing these beautiful views. But there's one particular journey I wanted to share with you, and that's one that I did to the Himalayas in 1993, probably before loads of you were born. Um, and I was fortunate enough to go on a trip with the army to climb um, in the Himalayas. And that mountain, which you can see just on the left, is called Mount Lambochan which is in the Everest National Park. It's about just over 20,000 feet, about 6,000 meters high, so it's pretty high. And we spent about three weeks trekking through rainforests and the lower hills, the foothills, as we acclimatized and eventually made it to the top. Um, and there's a picture of me in some crazy old sort of, I don't know, sort of like Ernest Shackleton or something. I don't know what I was wearing, some very old army climbing gear. And we had to learn how to climb glaciers because we had to go over these snouts of the glaciers to get up to the actual mountains. So how did I feel on this expedition? I mean, I was really excited, of course. This was a trip of a lifetime. I'm very unlikely to ever go back there again to do this incredible feat because um, it took so much organization and it was a real privilege. Um, but actually, I was really scared, <laughs> really fearful, um, out of my comfort zone. I'd never done anything like this before. Um, and although mountains are beautiful, they're full of danger, aren't they? 
You've got ice falls, rock falls, altitude sickness. I mean, anything that can happen up there, crevasses. So it's one of the hardest things I've ever done. But despite all the challenges that we faced, we made it. We climbed the peak, and it felt great. And it's obviously like that in our lives, too. We all face challenges, whether it's at home, work, school, our health, finances, friendships. And actually, right now, I'm personally experiencing a pretty big mountain in my life, because I was made redundant from my job in May. And so I'm currently looking for a new job. And I'm full of different emotions because of that. I'm really excited as to what my next move might be, you know, where I'm going to work, who I'm going to work with, the people I'm going to meet. Um, and I've had some great meetings with contacts and networks, and it's been an exciting time. But I've got to be honest, I'm pretty fearful as well, and I'm pretty scared, because I don't know what's going to happen in the future. And how am I going to provide for my family, and all of those uncertainties. But the good news from this passage is that actually God's here to help us in the tough times when we depend on him. Now, who knows who that guy is? Simon. Who's Gareth Southgate? Exactly. He looks like he's looking for help, doesn't he? And, I mean, he had a bit of a mountain to climb, didn't he, in Russia? I mean, great to see an England shirt here. Look, we've got an England shirt. Fantastic. See, the the dream is still alive for Qatar. And where do you think his strength came from? And... How do you think he felt during that whole tournament? I mean, at one stage, he felt like that, didn't he? Which was amazing. I think that was after the Columbia shootout when we'd actually, you know, won the penalties. But it didn't last forever, did it? And actually, sadly, as we know, the dream didn't come true. But he believed in his players, and he helped them, and I think as it's being talked about quite a lot, he really helped them to write their own future. And actually, I don't know whether Gareth is a Christian or not, but he certainly drew on... uh, on the inner strength of his, of his players um, and didn't let other people kind of get him down. And then in the news, who knows who these people are? That's right. This is a picture for those listening online, if there's anybody. Um, this is the, cave, uh, the, the, the Thai football team. I think they were called the, the Wild Boars. I think that was the football team. And they were stuck for days on end at the end of that big tunnel system, um, miles from help. And we all watched avidly on the television, didn't we, as their rescues, they came out one by one. And they faced an incredible challenge waiting for their rescuers. Unfortunately, they did. I mean, very sadly, one of the the rescuers died, didn't they? Um, But the the boys themselves um, are there back with their families now, being um, rehabilitated into their communities. But what does the passage say today about how we should face challenges? Obviously, those are other challenges that they faced. How should we turn, um, who should we turn to in times of trouble for strength um, and guidance and protection? Well, the psalm that Sophie read out has got three promises, and I just want to run through them using the verses. So if you've got your Bibles to hand, that'll be great, because we'll pick up some verses. So the first promise is God is stronger than any of our problems. What a great promise to hear this morning. And that's in verses 1 and 2. 
So, just read them out again with me. Verses 1. I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The point being made here, it's the creator that is your helper and our helper. We hear a lot about the Bible going um, on about God and Jesus being our rock in times of trouble that we can depend on, don't we? And it's a great encouragement. But here the psalmist wants us to look beyond the mountains themselves to the creator of the mountains. So it's not the mountains or the hills themselves that um, actually help people, is it? But the point is here, it's God who made the mountains. And if he made those incredibly beautiful mountains, he's actually so much bigger than any of our problems, isn't he? So really, why should we be worried and scared? If God is able to make those incredible mountains, then surely he can see off the bad guys and the thieves who are you know, potentially um, harming the, uh, um, the, the, uh, <coughs> um, the pilgrims as they were on their way to Jerusalem. So creation, if you like, is the proof of God's promise that he is stronger than any of our problems. Now at this point, I just want to say, if anybody in the youth wants to go over and start making a little activity. We're going to be bringing that up at, at the end of the um, service. So perhaps if Annabelle wants to go and lead that. Any, any of the kids here who want to go over to the table, because we've got a little activity that we're going to be using towards the end of the, the talk. I should have said that at the beginning, sorry. That's all right, it won't take a few minutes. So the promise number two is, even when it's hard, trust in God. What a great promise. And again, if we look here at verses 3 and 6, 3 to 6, we get a guide as to how we can trust in God even when it's really hard. So he will not let your foot slip, verse 3. He who watches over you will not slumber. Verse 4, indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. So God here is promising to tackle our fear. When I was climbing those mountains in the Himalayas, I was really nervous as to where I should put my crampons because you had to put it into the firm blue ice. Blue ice is the stuff you get beneath the, uh, the white ice that you see, and it's really tough and solid, like concrete. But if you put your crampons on the, the sort of soft uh, white ice, it can crumble. And that's kind of what God was doing. He, you know, he was making sure that the Israelites' feet didn't slip when they were climbing those mountains. And in verse 4, he promises to watch over us when we're asleep because he is their protector. And it's not to say that we shouldn't rely on friends and family and colleagues for many things. That's not bad. We're going to get loads of help. Gareth Southgate got loads of help from his players. So it's not saying we shouldn't rely on our friends and family and colleagues. And it's great to have this network to call on when things get tough. But even our friends have to sleep at some times, don't they? And this great promise is that actually God is watching over us even when we're asleep and they're asleep and when our friends and family aren't there with us. And then verses 5 and 6, The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. So just imagine for a moment the pilgrims travelling during the hot sun on their way to Jerusalem. I mean, really hot and dusty, like, like the kind of summer that we're having at the moment, I suppose. Imagine how welcome that shade would have been as protection from the, the intense sun. It was like, the Lord is your factor 50 plus sunscreen. I mean, imagine that, a real protection. And when it says the moon 
will not harm you at night. This is referring to the danger that night can bring. I mean, night is always very quiet, but imagine in the rocks and the mountains in Judea, there would have been robbers and thieves and just the fear of the unknown. So God promises to tackle our fear even when it's hard. And instead of being afraid or filled with worry, we can approach every problem with confidence because God promises to be with us every step of the way. And when we do put our trust in God, our problems don't seem so overwhelming because God is bigger and he's going to help us. He will help us be strong and brave when we face our mountains. And he's going to protect us because he loves us. He loved us so much that he gave us his only son. So what a great promise that even when it's hard, trust in God. And I think it's also a call for us to encourage one another as well. Because actually when we've been through bad times and we have trusted in God and he has helped us, it's great to share that good news with people, isn't it? So the third promise... God promises to protect us. So verses 7 and 8 sum this up. So let's just read those verses again. Verse 7. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. And the Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. The Lord will keep you from all harm on our journeys just as he did with the Israelites on their pilgrimage to Jerusalem. And it's really important here, the psalmist doesn't say that bad things won't happen. But the promise is that no matter what we face in life, God will protect and help us. So I think it's really important just, just to remember that bad things are still going to happen, but it's how we approach them and how we can face life with God protecting us. So how do we respond to these tough situations? Do we panic? let our lives be gripped with fear of the unknown? Or do we trust in God and be faithful? And here is when I want to do a little demonstration of what faith is. And I'm going to ask either Poppy or Alice, and I'm going to let one of them come up and help me with a bit of a demonstration. Alice, can you come up, please? Let's give Alice a round of applause. <laughs> You did get a packet of Smarties for your birthday, Alice. Now, we haven't practiced this, so we'll have to behave. Um, so this is, I think, what do you call this? The trust, the trust fall. Trust a trust exercise. So what we're going to do is I'm going to ask Alice to turn around and fall back into my arms. Okay, nothing's going to go wrong here. Is Ian here? Health and safety? <laughs> so let's just step away from the, uh, the stage. Okay. So I am going to catch Alice, and she doesn't know where exactly I am. No, no, you have to look that way. Okay. Should we have a countdown? Okay. When you're ready, Alice. Yeah. <laughs> Take a bow. That was quite scary. I had visions of her banging her head on the floor. Um, thank you, Alice. Um, now, Alice was very brave there. Being brave doesn't mean we don't get scared. I think I was a bit more scared, actually, than Alice. But bravery means doing the right thing even when we're scared. 
and I think we can all agree that Alice was very brave. But similarly, faith doesn't mean living our lives without doubts. But faith is about trusting in God, our Father, even in the presence of our doubts. I'll just say that again. So faith doesn't mean living our lives without doubts. But faith is about trusting in God, even in the presence of our doubts. So just as Alice was having to trust in me to try and catch her, even though I'm sure she had some doubts. And God wants us to follow him and trust him and trust that he will lead us where he wants to go. And we do that through prayer, asking him to help us, and by reading the Bible and learning about his promises. And there's a great promise in Proverbs, which I'm going to put up. You can turn to it if you want to. But in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 to 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. And I think it's great. We are blessed with so many gifts um, and talents. But actually, it says here to trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. So I think it's exactly what Alice did just there. She had to believe in something that she couldn't prove was going to happen. So as we close... I just want people to take a minute to think about the challenges or the mountains that we face in our lives. Um, And in a moment, I'm going to invite Lucy and Florence. Can you send uh, pens and paper and the post-it notes around the congregation? Here. What I'm going to do is just going to ask everyone to sort of think about the mountains that we're facing. So if you could just go up and down and make sure that everybody gets a post-it note and a pen. Maybe it's uh, a situation with your job, like mine. Maybe it's a situation with your family, um, friendship, loneliness, financial difficulties. Maybe someone in your family or someone you know is facing suffering from illness. Or you're starting a new school after the summer holidays. Whatever, there's going to be different mountains in all of your lives. But whatever it is, God wants us to know that he is protecting us from our fears. And he wants us to be faithful and put our trust in him. So when these post-it notes come round, maybe just have a little pause and think about what it is that you want some, some, to commit to prayer for. And the reason they're hands is it's, it's God's guiding hand. And then we're going to ask the band to come up. And in the next song... Just take the opportunity with the children and yourselves to come up. And I've got some boards here of pictures of mountains. Um, And you can just come and, in your own time, put them onto the board. And just put it as a kind of an offering to God. um, As a demonstration of you putting your trust in him for that particular mountain in your life. So we can trust in God's protection. He's stronger than any of our problems. And even when it's hard, we should trust in him because he promises to protect us. Dear Lord, thank you for creating wonderful mountains. But even more, thank you for the wonder that you are tenderly and intimately concerned in the details of our lives. Please help us to faithfully trust in your protection even when it's tough. 
Amen.